poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson, and I am joined by my co-host for Tactical Tuesday, Mr. Jonathan Chai. John, how you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Got a got a equity calculator or equity calc driven episode for the viewers today. We haven't done one of these in a while. The last one we did. I don't know if you remember, and I don't know if the viewers remember. It was actually really, really funny where I played a three-bet pot button versus small blind with ace-four of diamonds, uh, flopped the flush draw and just faced the jam on the flop for like 3x pot or something like that. Um, and we had to bust out Equilab for that. Um, maybe some similar spots coming up in this episode. What was the conclusion last time? I actually had enough equity to call with just the naked ace-four of diamonds. Um, facing the jam range and actually did call in game because you're asking me to fold the flush draw on flop if I didn't call, sure. um, which just, you know, it's not I, me, I by the way, it's not me asking. It's, it's the, the math. Jamming, it, the, 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 math is, the math is asking you to fold. Like, it, it's not like some like me that's saying, oh, fold. It's like, no, the math is pretty cut sure, and dry sure. when you dig into uh, it. Right? If I remember correctly, I needed like 44% equity to call. And I had like just over 44, like 44 and change, I think, after we did the Equilab work. Um, sure. so, I, so it ended up working out. And I did end up making a flush versus uh, an overpair or something like that. Um, so yeah, we're going to do some similar work today to figure out if the calls or the folds that I made facing, uh, facing an all-in were good or bad. All right. Let's do it then. I presume you're going to be facing all ends because that's the time where oh, Equilab comes comes into play, right? All right. So let's see if you can replicate the magic of your ace four of diamonds. Really though, with it being 44% equity, you know, it's like you could have taken either option because that was exactly what you needed and it didn't really matter what you did. Hard <laughs> to make a mistake there either way. Um, so, you know, I, I think in your case, just do the one that's better for your personal mental health, which is Pretty much always just calling a flush draw. Uh, yeah, yeah. So here, hand number one today in Equilab land, there's a min open from the cutoff. John's playing 510. He three bets to $70 with the ace queen of clubs on the button. The small blind folds and the big blind cold fours to 195 in the cutoff folds and now yeah we're at this sort of beginning decision point here that yeah is probably closer than it looks but you know this this is the the stone bottom of your continue range uh and i presume that you continue seeing as would be a pretty sad episode if we just folded pre yeah this is definitely the stone bottom of my like suited or my suited queen X continuing range probably would continue even as far down as the hand like ace jack suited. Mm. Um, 
I think one thing that's sort of interesting about this hand is that all the sizes are a little bit smaller than normal because the cutoff starts with a 2x open instead of like a 2.2x or a 2.5x. So I three bet smaller to 70. The big blind four bets a little bit smaller or cold four is a little smaller than usual to 195. I think even given the small sizings from the cutoff and the button that this size is a little bit small or like a little bit on the small side. So a hand like ace queen suited. I mean, I was going to call the normal size four bet anyways. I'm just extra happy that he's giving me a, a better price to peel in position. All right. So you said ace jack suited's the the bottom of your suited aces? Yeah, I think so. Especially like cutoff versus button versus big blind, right? Like they're going to have the widest four betting range because cutoff versus button is like the widest three betting range. So, well, yeah, button, small blind, big blind, but then yeah, you'd, be, yeah, yeah. you'd be out of position. So yeah. this is the loosest formation where you're in positioning, close the action, calling the four mm-hmm. bet. Don't show the C bet size, by the way. Don't don't click forward here. All right. All right. So, so this is the, the flop the, on a on a cold four pot. Jack yeah. ten eight. Jack yeah, ten yeah. eight. So John has a double gut shot with two overcards. There's four fifteen in the pot. I'm so excited at this. Just, uh, I don't know how the money's going in, but the money's all going in. Like this sure. is probably one of the best flops that I could have asked for, other than maybe a couple of clubs or something like that. So uh, or, or like ace about. deuce deuce, right? Like that that one feels feels a lot better than. Jack ten eight, but to each their own. I I I, I, was, I got more excited about this one. I, I would get more excited about this one than the Ace Deuce Deuce. Yeah, John John's um, enamored with possibility. You know that's his, <laughs> oh possibility. I I can. I have, I have all these dreams, like all these all, all these dreams for this hand, how it's gonna go. Um, mm-hmm. and then the big blind C bets. And standard expectation here would be a quarter, probably like a smaller size. I think maybe like sizing up to like half is okay given that like you know it's a super dynamic board he's out of position but yeah would expect to see quarter here most of the time and villain chooses to bet one quarter of his stack as well as all the other quarters of his stack (laughs) and just open rips for nine uh, it's basically 800 Um, 415 in the middle john has 805 This is a, this is a situation. <sighs> this is a situation. Yeah, situation you need. Uh, looking at my trusty holder manager, you're getting one one and a half to one on your money, and so you need forty percent equity to call. And can we get there? <laughs> well, let's let's do our prediction, I guess, before we we run into Echolab. Um, so. Essentially, uh, let's think about like the bad scenarios, right? So, like a set would be a bad scenario um, where you're going to have like twenty something percent equity, something like is 20, a set the bad scenario? I think so. Oh, what do you okay. think is a bad scenario? Kings. Maybe. I mean, king, kings isn't great, but at least you know you have an ace, you have a king, and you have a nine. Yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. that's pretty yeah. good. Like, and kings can't boat up. Like a set, yeah. You, you just like you lose a third of the time straight away because the board, the board the board pairs right. Like you just have yeah. like no. Even if you hit the turn, like the board can pair and you, you can still lose. Sure. Um, like kings, I, I guess. Like maybe the worst one might be ace king. Um, yeah, ace king is pretty sad. Ace king's pretty miserable because then yeah. your queen's dead, your ace is dead. You need a nine essentially, mm-hmm. so you got like a gut shot. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I guess ace king is probably the worst. The worst yeah. case scenario. Yeah. Um, you'd much rather have aces than ace king. You'd yep. much rather see aces than ace king here. So, yeah, I think 
that. Are there any hands that we're ahead of? King Queen suited. Hmm. Um, King like Ace Five of Hearts or something, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting Come on, let's get out of here. Like there, I, I, I would. I'm going to go on a limb and say that you, you don't have enough equity to call. Like, I just don't see enough good scenarios for you here. That's going to prop you up to 40% equity. Like, right. um, yeah. So let's look at it. Let's go into Equilab and yeah. sort of break it down. We have, voila, look at this production magic here. We pulled up Equilab um, for the podcast listener. Again, there's a 2X rip on the flop. Flop is Jack 10-8. John has double gut shot, two over cards with ace queen, no backdoor flush draw, which would be helpful. <laughs> not, 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 probably not a make or break type thing, but it would be helpful. Um, now we just start estimating villain's range and inputting it here, running the calculation and seeing if we have or if John had, you know, forty percent plus equity here on the flop. So we'll start by just inputting. Our perception of villain's range. Uh, I'm going to put an ace king in there and king queen suited. We'll put in there aces, kings, queens. Aces, kings, and queens. I mean, maybe jacks. Let's give him one combo of a set. You know, maybe it's like tens or something. All right. We'll say jack of clubs, jack of. Hearts. Just run this guy. <laughs> it's looking, <laughs> it's kind of bleak, but let's go for it. Yes. 40%. Yeah, there's three good combos in here. 16 bad, 19 bad, 22 bad, 25 bad, 26 bad. All right. So in the bleak scenario, you've got 34.7% equity, which is not great. It's not 40. It's not yeah. even close. Do you want to... How do we get this guy up to 40? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. we just... It seems like we'd have to do some real... Let's just add in all, all of King Queen, right? Maybe all of King Queen off uh -huh. and see. That's just... That's the one. That's how you get there, John. You, yeah, you're 44% just... if they have all of King Queen off. Even for a person as optimistic as myself... Having full combo of king queen off in a cold format pot <laughs> <laughs> too seems too optimistic. <laughs> too optimistic, yes. But that that's what you need, right? And essentially, yeah. like when, when we were doing our our analysis before, and I was saying that like I can't really find many like great scenarios for us. Essentially, in a spot like this, that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for a scenario, the scenario where like you're actually just winning outright right now, right? Or you know you have like a flip type situation, like that's that would be decent right like maybe like pocket nines right like if they ha if villain has nines you've got 34 percent equity and actually it goes goes down a little bit <laughs> at the nines um so nines isn't even it goes down like it's not even point, point three five. yeah it, it hurts um <sighs> so yeah you, you need like unpaired hands basically that you're beating and on jack 10 8 in a cold four up pot it is just incredibly difficult to find them uh, especially no two-tone board. It's just full rainbow. Um, just for my own curiosity, if um, the eight on the flop was a club, you would pick up 
I'm close to an extra 3%, which is yeah. not insignificant, actually. Like that's, that's a pretty significant jump. Just yeah. wanted to make that change just to kind of show the influence yeah. of like, if you did have a backdoor flush draw and it is really close, like that, that could turn the tide from fold to call. Um, but I don't see anything turning the tide here. I, I just think it's pretty hopeless. Yep. We only have 34% equity, which means we need something like two to one to make a break even call. Unfortunately, we, we're only getting about one and a half to one because of the size of his jam. Yep. Um, so unfortunately, we're just going to have to fold the yep. queen of clubs. And let's see what happens over here. An ace queen of clubs. Land. Did I actually fold? Did he fold? He did. Look at him go. Oh, the saddest fold of my life. Yeah. Look at him go. What's villain have? I'm quite curious about that. And they have the kings. It's a weird. Eh, I don't know. I don't even want to think about their jam. I don't think it's actually like the worst thing in the world for them to jam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is totally in their range and good to see a hand that's in their range, right? Like seeing King Queen off, you'd be like, uh oh, like, uh oh, um, made a couple. He, actually, this guy actually just, I think he just ran pretty poorly because a slightly more stuck, a slightly more tilted version of myself, you probably would have just gotten, gotten the call with the ace queen. <laughs> yeah. All he had to do is, you know, cold four bet. Two big blinds, more yeah, a little bit bigger, just a right? little yeah. bit bigger. Make the, the pot's a little bit bigger, and you've got a little bit less yeah. behind, and then, yeah, then you you may find find the call on the flop. That's interesting, um, actually. Now tying back the strength of his hand with the with the cold four size, like it's one of the things I said that right. Even given the small open and the small three bet, his cold four I think is on the slight on the smaller side. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he was like making an effort to like cold four slightly smaller, less than like two hundred dollars or something with his super strong hands for some. Like psychological effect or something like that because he made it 195 right which is I mean, it's not like a, obscene right like 195 yeah, 19.5 19.5 it's that's like within totally within the realm of standard it's not okay, okay, unexpected okay. yeah i'm just trying to read into the size in his hand too much yeah and of course there's a spectrum of flops that he could get and this this one just decided to to x rip and i actually think it's pretty cool on villain's side to to find these kind of decisions where they just like to excerpt the flop but it shows that they're doing some study in the lab and and really thinking about these situations in depth so good look bad result for them i guess since you folded the ace queen um i i wonder i guess queens calls right queens has the call because you have the gut shot yeah yeah <clears throat> so and they could have they could still have ace king yeah, it's kind of like it's it, it's an interesting thing, right? Where Queens is going to call because it has the gut shot, but there's not many hands like Ace Queen suited is your best non paired hand, and you had to fold it, mm -hmm. and that's probably not great for villain if they're only generating calls versus Queens, and then obviously the sets and the strong hands and folding out like your unpaired all, all of your unpaired hands. Yeah. Um. So it's called by Queens three combos of ace jack, probably. Maybe. I maybe. Nines. Nines probably calls if you have nines. I which I appreciate. You want to do something? Nines. Sorry, I don't want to like make this last too long, but do you want to just go back to that Equilab and put an ace jack and just see if see how much better it is? What the equity is, yeah. Yeah, you, you'll definitely have more equity. 
Okay. So it's like top pair, top kicker. Like that's a hand that would, that would, that Kings benefits from jamming versus. Sure. Sure. Top pair, top kicker. You've got 42.4% equity. Um, And if you had nines, just for fun's sake, you've got 47.7. So like nines is a stronger hand than ace jack in this situation because nines can beat pretty much anything the villain has. Um, It's got a chance. It's got, got a little bit of hope. So long story short, it's really good to have a hand that has a pair and also has hope um, on the back end. And we talked about briefly mentioned Queens and yeah, Queens has 50.75% equity. So Queens just becomes a slam dunk call. Um, Cool. So with that said, we're going to move on to the second hand after the break where we bust out ye old Equilab and do this old school. Stick around after the break. The decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy. Too tight, and they know what you have. Too loose, and you're easy to run over. Free Flop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your preflop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training, over 60 optimal ranges, and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your preflop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. Available now. Before boot camp, I had been playing for maybe 15 years, somewhat seriously, always trying to get better, jumping from learning program to different learning programs and training site to training site. Kind of feeling a little bit lost, not really knowing how to go about getting better. And preflop boot camp just felt like a great starting point, a way for me to to move from being a losing player to, to possibly a winning player. It felt like the right first step. Once you jumped in boot camp, what was your experience like? Well, first off, I realized that I'd been making a lot of mistakes prior to boot camp, kind of learning what rangers should look like and what hands should be played and what situations. You know, it was it was exciting because I I could see what other people had been doing to me, what kind of what I had been missing in my game. And then from there, just the whole camaraderie of everybody that's um, signed up, working together, trying to achieve that goal. You know, that that was fun. That's uh, pushing each other and really helping uh, one another, kind of feeling like you're a part of a team. It was uh, it was a great experience. I, I enjoyed the process and I learned a lot. What was your experience like playing cards post bootcamp? It's a totally different experience. You know, it put me in a position to be successful as opposed to always being behind the eight ball and, and playing catch up. Um, I really feel like it's it's the foundation of, of a solid poker game. And uh, since boot camp, I've been able to, to turn a profit and keep building on what I learned there. You know, being able to go back into the group and uh, re- really work together even after boot camp was over, it's it's been awesome. What's your sample size of winning post boot camp? I think I have 70,000 hands played by now. You know, I'm a father and I have a job, so I'm not a, a professional player by any means. That's my sample size. Preflop Bootcamp is the flagship Chasing Poker Greatness training program. If you'd like to dramatically upgrade your preflop game, a new bootcamp launches on the last Saturday of every single month. 
The price is $199 and your link to join is ChasingPokerGreatness.com bootcamp. One more time, that's ChasingPokerGreatness.com bootcamp, all one word, or you can click through in the description box of this episode. All right, welcome back from the break. Let's hope John's over his devastation of the most painful fold of his life mixed with it also being the right fold, which is going to create some inner conflict that, you know, his therapist will hopefully help him resolve in the, in the near future. But you don't know if it was the right fold. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like I said, Hey, Hey, there you go. Like, like I said, this is for your therapist, not me. I don't, <laughs> don't want to talk about <laughs> this. <laughs> um, hand number two, it's going to be, a spot that you can already see all the action if you're on YouTube. So a little bit of a spoiler alert. I forgot to rewind as I was inputting everything into Equilab. But uh, John, you want to break down the action? Yeah. So we're playing 500 zone this time. I uh, have ace jack offsuit on the button, open to $15. Small blind folds, big blind. Uh, don't know the player profile, but he three bets to $60. So sizing seems pretty good. He starts out with a little over 100 big blinds. So all sides so far point to a reg. I decide to get a little spicy with the ace jack offsuit. Yep. Four yeah. bet to 120. Um, I don't think this is, I don't know. I mean, this might look a, a little bit strange if you haven't spent a lot of time looking at like button versus big blind, um, kind of like their, your lower equity four bets, but ace 10 offsuit and ace jack offsuit are definitely going to get in there. The primes, they're the, the prime contenders for the, the button four bet versus big blind three bet and you four bet to 24 big blinds you know probably could have made it 110 or whatever two would have been reasonable but you make it 120 so again 24 bigs uh you started with just a full stack so 100 bigs and the big blind calls and you get a good flop relatively speaking for four betting the ace jack off pre-flop jack this is the hand that i needed last hand ace jack yeah Jack of diamonds, six of diamonds, seven of spades. So congratulations. You, you've, your hand has been promoted from your low equity four bet to a high, high equity flop hand. So that's nice. Um, villain checks. I imagine that you're just going to be betting. Um, hmm. you could, I think there are multiple ways you could go. I, I imagine you'll bet a quarter, but I think you could go to like 40% or so also is, would be reasonable. Uh, or you could just go 20%. So <laughs> smaller, smaller than normal. Um, 242 in the pot. John bets 47.7. Again, John has ace jack. Flop is jack 6-7 with the jack 6 of diamonds and villain calls. Turn is the five of spades. So completes 8-9. Other than that, I don't think it does very much. Eight nine suited might be in villain's range. Like it's a hand that is three bet from the big blind and would call the preflop four bet. So it is there as well as some other suited connector type hands. Um, maybe five six. Yeah, five five six would be five six and eight nine are the ones that really improve. Big blind checks. SPR is around one. So there's three thirty seven in the pot. John's got three thirty two. What do you think about sizing here? Because normally, 
you know, all the people who have watched me play four red pots on tactical Tuesday can probably guess that I'm just gonna my standard size on the turn is just gonna be to either quarter pot or maybe even check sometimes. Um, yeah. On the super super wet board, jack six seven five double flush draw. Any thoughts about just jamming the turn? Yeah. Lots of thoughts about jamming the turn. I think jamming is a totally reasonable decision on this board with this hand. Preferably, if you know we're going to jam, I would like to have queens more than yeah. ace jack yeah, because yeah. you block top pair, which is bad. But you know, double flush draw, three straight on the turn. There's going to be lots of rivers that you don't get to bet because the board's going to run out like a four straight or have some kind of like flush completer or overcard. So king, queen, uh, king, a queen, a spade, a diamond, eight, four, nine, eight, four, three. nine, three. Yeah. Lots of, lots of cards that are going to be problematic for you. So, I mean, I think jamming would be totally reasonable with, with an SBR one, like just ripping the turn and um, calling it a day. Yeah. That was that was the other option that I was considering. Um, we wouldn't we wouldn't be in an Equilab episode though if I had, <laughs> if I jam the turn. So I just go with the the standard size here. Um, I think jam is definitely the maybe the preferred option on 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 this board here. And it's not like it's not like we're only targeting draws, right? Like he presumably the big blind still has hands like King Jack suited in his range and and maybe even sure. like Queen Jack suited in their range. Or so nines, nines, eights. Yeah, nines, eights. Yeah, hands I can call off. Yeah, seven, eight. Like they're mm-hmm. they have they have hands like combo draws that you know ace five of diamonds right or yeah. so, something yeah. like that or yeah. um six well, no there's no ace four of diamonds ace four of spades like yeah, you know, those, those, those hands, hands. Yeah. yeah they're back to a flush draws that turn flush draws mm-hmm. um so you bet whatever this is small again it's like less than <laughs> less than a That's, quarter it's twenty twenty it's twenty 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 on the flop twenty uh, twenty. Exactly 20. All right. So exactly 20% on the turn setting up uh guess what would be a half pot river jam. Yeah. I, I don't like this really. I, yeah. I actually just, I think I just don't like this. This I agree. Upon, upon second all. glance, I, I think I should have just gone with the jam. Yeah, me too. But it's okay. Cause this happens. <laughs> yeah. So now you get the situation where villain puts all the money in, in an aggressive fashion by check raising all in on the turn. I mean, is this even a question? Like, are we we're really going to go into Echolab to like run this? This seems oh, like I don't know. What do you yeah. think their jamming range is here? Just I, I have no idea, but I'm just calling. Like I don't really. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is okay. is folding like an option? I don't. We'll, we'll save you the sweat, I guess. I don't fold. Yeah, I mean, it, like it, it's just like well, why are we even? Because like, Dylan can just have like so many different hands that that want to jam like the turn. They, they could jam. King, they could jam King Jack. Like they could jam worse for value. Let's let's put it in. All right, all right. We need twenty-seven percent equity here because the pot <laughs> is so big relative to the size of the gym. Yeah, what a joke! Sorry, podcast listener and YouTube watcher, we're going in Equilab here to reach a foregone conclusion. What? What? What's their range? So I guess we'll say seven. I have no idea. I think that's like a a worthwhile starting point <laughs> to talk about, though. right? Which you know, all right, so. Go ahead. What, what do you think their range is? I guess the first thing to say is that like I didn't expect to get jammed on here all that often. Sure. Um, so I wasn't really sure what to uh, like how to construct like what their jamming range is. Like the sevens, like don't know. I mean, we have to put an eight, nine suited in sevens. If yeah, we okay. don't, then what's okay. the point? <laughs> King Jack suited. 
All right. Ace Jack suited. Hold, hold on. Uh, let me just like see. Uh, we're almost there with one King Jack suited. Great. We, they, we, we haven't even input any sort of combo draw. Ace Jack. Okay. So all the combo draws you want to put them in there, like Ace Four of Diamonds. Ugh, it's like Ace Four of Diamonds. Is that even in there? Because that doesn't, doesn't matter. Raise the flop. Yeah, Ace Four of Spades. Ace Four of Spades. We're there. We're home. If they have King Jack suited and Ace Four of Spades, we don't need to input anymore. But if you want to, Ace of Diamonds, Four of Diamonds. All right, now we're beyond home. The, the more combo draws that we enter into the calculator, the better our equity is going to get, and we're already there. By them just having two combos. I mean, really think about that. King, King Jack suited's in there, right? But there are like two combos left: the King Jack of yeah. clubs and the King Jack of hearts are, mm. are the only two. So, like two, these two combos put us basically put us over the edge. Just those those two by themselves. So, if we remove one of the combo draws, like the Ace Four of Diamonds, then we're like. We're right on the fence, right? We we were breaking even by calling sure. with our ace jack. Yep. This was like, first of all, I think this is like closer than I than I would have thought it was. Do you think there are like hands that we we're like we should be like chunking in here that make it make this like the slam dunk call that you thought it was on the flop? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, like, you mean on the turn? Oh, sorry, on the turn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the reality is that like. It doesn't take much. We've added in like three combos of hands we beat, along with you know a couple combos of chops, and we're home. Assuming that they jam eight nine and jam sevens and don't check raise the flop with sevens or eight nine suited, right? Mm -hmm. So like any kind of ace eight of spades, ace eight of diamonds. Um, king queen of spades, queen ten of spades. Like you, you know, you're getting in the territory of like king king queen of diamonds. Like the the, the double black backdoor flush draw. Like the turn being the five of spades just gives them so many more combos that they can find rips with that mm -hmm. it doesn't take much for us to be home, and we're already home with just a few combos. So like, you know, we gain three percent equity for you know just adding in ace of diamonds, four of diamonds. And then rerunning it. Now you're at 30.8. Um, say ace of spades, eight of spades, ace of diamonds, eight of diamonds. So two more combos. Now you're at 37 oh, percent equity. Ace eight offsuit for ace of spades, eight of diamonds. Huh? You have ace of spades, eight of diamonds. Oh. Whatever. But I don't think point. that I don't think the ace eight should be in there anyways because those are just not. They're not I'm just saying that, and I don't think those are three bet calls. That's a the the point is not yeah, 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 yeah. whether or not the hand is in there. The point is like the difficulty level, like okay, so nine of yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. We'll say nine of diamonds, ten of diamonds, nine of spades, ten of spades. These these hands probably are gonna be in there. Mm -hmm. So now you're at thirty seven percent equity. Like it, we just keep like going, aces. it's just gonna get better. Hmm? Yeah. Throwing like aces, like a trap. All right, one trap. Now you're at thirty one. Like it's going to have a negative effect. The, the, I, again, I, I think the takeaway for the the listener is just that it's really calling is the safe decision, right? Like you don't need many combos of 
flush draws, combo draws, or worse hands to reach 27% equity here. It just You just need a couple, three or four. So yeah, it's bad if villain, you know, you're making a losing call if villain is never bluffing here. They never have any low equity hands, but you're playing against at the aggregate. So you're playing against a strategy of, of a bunch of different players. And I know there are a bunch of players who will jam those combo draws. And so like, yeah, you're, you're you just can't fold. What happens when we start? <clears throat> what happens when we start adding in hands like the one the big blind actually has? I don't know. Why well, we don't know what the big blind actually has? Let's so find out. Let's I find, find out. out. <laughs> so, John calls. Um, John calls a jam again. He has Ace Jack. Flop is five six seven Jack with Jack six of diamonds and the five seven of spades. River is the four straight. So the tray of hearts, and villain has two nines. Which again, it's like gravy, right? Like they they have like some some of these like pair plus draw merge mergey type jams, and and we'll just hop back in that lab and add this into the into the fray. nines and eights nine nine eight eight, and you're a favorite. It's <laughs> a, they place a value bet for you at this point, um, and, and you know let's just take out. These combo draws. Let's take out King Jack suited. So now you're either losing or versus aces, chopping here, drawing dead versus eight nine suited, drawing dead versus a set of sevens, and then beating eights and nines, and voila, you've got forty five percent equity. Like it, it doesn't take it doesn't take much unexpected noise to make the spot absurdly not close anymore and that that to me is like the real moral of the story here like it, this the safe thing to do is just call because when villain has nines and you fold that is a, a punt to the moon like that that is just a horrible 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 punt so yeah. it's interesting doing the calc now because i i'll like i'll admit like when i got jammed on on the turn like i said i wasn't expecting it so calling did not feel great when i see bet flop, see bet turn, and then got jammed on. Like, I, you know, you said it's the safe thing to do, but when I got jammed on, I wasn't like, oh, nice. But ace jack. That's kind of so. weird though, right? Like, that, that, that's a, kind of a weird... Yeah, that surprises me, actually. You, you, almost, that, you almost made it through. You almost made it through the episode that, without incident, and then right at the end, you, you just hung yourself here. I don't think yeah. I expected them to have, like, ace four of diamonds and stuff like that. I thought those hands would just, like, check raise the flop. Maybe ace four of spades. Okay, like, we can... We can get in there and stuff, but I thought the diamond diamond hands, a lot of the combo draws that we were maybe thinking that they have, like the king queen of diamonds, those sorts of hands, just just check raise the flop. Then again, I didn't expect like I didn't know what a hand like ace jack or king jack would do on the turn. Um, I think when we like talked about me just jamming as a turn C bet size, like it it makes a little bit more sense that like a hand like ace jack or king jack would jam over my turn C bet. I think like in that in that framework, just given like how. How dynamic the board is, how like I can have lots of hands with like tons of equity that can call off that are worse than ace jack and, and king jack. So I mean nines will probably call all in anyway, like facing your turn jam. Yeah. With your ace jack. Nines and eights probably call. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, again, this was the as soon as I, I saw like the turn decision, it was like, bro, like this is 
<laughs> what, a, what a waste of energy. It wasn't as obvious to me. Maybe it wasn't as obvious to, to other people too. We'll see. We'll, we'll let the feedback roll in <laughs> and we'll, we'll see afterwards. Everyone just ask for their 10 minutes back on yeah. the, in the comment section. <laughs> yeah. Or just tell John, thank you. Thank you for bringing this hand up and doing the equity calculations so that we could see that, that it, you know, actually is a call and is a pretty slam dunk call time, at that. Don't, they won't pull top or top kicker in a four bit pot. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. I don't have anything else for this week on Tactical Tuesday. See you next week. See you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.